0: Hello, 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 and welcome to the Press the Action Button podcast, where one nerd and one asymptomatic idiot talk about the things that they love. My name is Newman. Excuse me.
1: What? <laughs> My name is Yusuf.
0: <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about The Last of Us, um, the PS3, and then remastered on PS4 version, the first one.
1: Yeah, it was um, It was actually, uh, like we were, you were saying last week, that Broken Sword is one of your favorite games. This is one of my favourite games, and I have a bit of a difficult relationship with it, um, which is completely me being a dickhead, which uh, I'll get into as, as we go on to it later on. Um, mm,
0: but how okay. are you? What
1: have you been up to? Have you been playing anything?
0: Uh, I've been scaring people, apparently. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, I've been scaring people. Who? Well, I, I usually go for a walk um, in the mornings, uh, you know, before work, very early. And uh, I, I have two set routes that I usually go if I don't end up going down to the beaches to the park. right? And uh, so this time I went to my usual uh, down towards St. Anne, back around. And uh, as I was coming up to the roundabout, I, I saw this guy and he was just, just happened to be walking in the same direction that I was walking. And I was saying to myself, uh, you know, this is the way I always walk. You know, I was still, of course, very wary of social distancing. So I was keeping, you know, about two meters away from him. yeah. But um, he, he was just kept walking the same way I was walking, kept walking the same way I was walking, and at relatively the same speed. So I was like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. I'll just stay behind him. And I, then I could see that he was kind of looking back at me a little bit. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And uh, then I, I could tell that he was going to go straight. But because he thought I was going to go straight, he went left and I was going left. So I went left and then and then uh, and then he looked started looking to his right as I was behind him about 50 times and i was like yes i am behind you but you know i'm pretty far from you uh and then he <laughs> and then he sped up a bit and then he took a left and i could see him going up i was like i was like don't go through the lane don't go through the lane don't go through the lane because this this is the lane that i always go through to get home right. and like you know I, I i was on i was on a you know there was a time limit and I was like, I have to be home before work. I have to take the shortcut through the lane. I have no other option. And uh, then obviously he was terrified <laughs> that, I was, that I was trying to rob him. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then as soon as he got out of the lane, he, he took a left and like went straight. And I could see him just standing in, in the front garden of his house. And I just, I couldn't look at him because, yeah. you know, I had, to, I had to pretend nothing was going on. And, you know, and I, I, I listen, if you're being chased by someone, in, in, in broad daylight at about 7am don't yeah. go into a lane even if there is light it's the worst place you can possibly go which I'm and sure he was, was
1: even more terrified when he looked back and saw that you were still following him through the lane
0: well exactly but I, the thing I realised is that I obviously I'm not a professional jogger or exerciser I don't wear the type of clothes that they wear I was wearing all black <laughs> <laughs> How old and my was black that jacket How old was he was that? mid he was in mid 40s I'd say bald lad right I mean and then, and then I started getting offended by the fact that he thought I'd be trying to rob him and, and then I was like you know how dare you be afraid of me
1: well, uh, well first off you probably looked behind and saw like a six foot plus man walking behind him in all black uh, constantly and following him <laughs> into lanes and everything but why didn't you just at the beginning like walk on the other
0: side of the road or something because there was only one side of the road where I was and the other side was like the main road Why didn't
1: you slow down? Why didn't you give him... You either should have sped
0: up and overtaken him. Listen, listen. Now, hold on. Uh, This is the way I walk every morning. I've never seen this guy before. He has no rights to this route.
1: Yeah, but you're aware you were frightening him. So you should have just... I wasn't...
0: I wasn't aware I was frightening him until he turned the corner and then he started looking back like 50 times and I was like, okay, you know uh and that but like i had no choice i had to go through the lane the other the only other option was about a 10 15 minute walk around 10 why, didn't you, why didn't you stop Give him
1: like 15 seconds
0: because i don't know i was just like look I, this, didn't I, want I, it. <laughs> I well i didn't want to fake i this is the way i walk anyway you know if he happens to be walking the same way i'm walking you know what can i do because you're
1: still i, mean, I and then <laughs> afraid of you like you know
0: well, uh, i don't know what's the etiquette in that situation do you say listen mate I'm, I'm not going to rob you
1: no you like i mean if you what you do is if you're close enough to them right i don't know how you manage to be <laughs> such a set distance apart for so long that you couldn't have overtaken them uh because you walked quick enough or that you were like coming out at the same time like i've only ever had that happen if i've like exit a shop just as someone's walking by the front of a shop at the exact same pace um, in which case I will then walk uncomfortably fast for myself until I'm far enough in front of them that I don't have to uh, feel the uncomfortableness of walking right next to a stranger.
0: well it just so happened that his internal clock of speed walking was exactly matched to mine so I mean I would have to have ran and I mean ran to get past him you know what's I was the
1: distance between you and him from the majority of
0: I, I'd say five metres. Right, You should have just stopped for 10 seconds and let the distance get ahead. I wasn't thinking like that, but I just mean... And and then I'm worried I'm going to see him again in the estate. And then what am I going to say? Well, that time you make sure you
1: catch him before he gets to his house, because that's where
0: he's at. Do you know what I was thinking of? I was so offended by him, I was thinking of shouting behind him, John Connor. (laughs) You know, just... just
1: yeah and say. and then
0: and then showing up the next morning you know just waiting outside his house and he was, for a walk that was the shittest impression as well of the Terminator. so i think if you
1: said that i don't think it would have answered anything let's get out of here yeah but then then he'll be really comfortable
0: <laughs> and then i had this whole narrative in my head should i show up with my daughter and show him that i'm not actually a murderer <laughs> You know, this is where my mind goes. How do I make this right? If I, like you're saying, if I just stopped, you know, for 10 seconds, uh, I don't know. Just, yeah,
1: you should just stop pretending you were tying your shoe and get a bit of distance in front of you and then you kept on going. But then I'm, but then he thinks I'm making up things. I,
0: look, it yeah, doesn't, doesn't matter. He doesn't think anything,
1: but also, but then he just thinks that there's enough distance, so you're not pursuing him he's earmarked he sounds himself like you were as, pursuing him because you were thinking all oh, these other things i could do but no i'm not going to do them i'm going to continue to pursue this
0: man <laughs> i wasn't pursuing him he happened to be listen very few people live through that lane and i like you know because it's a small estate and like you know and it's that's like, why no he's way.
1: if i go through this lane nobody lives in here so i'm sure he'll keep going straight oh god he's coming
0: He's stupid enough to go through a lane when you're being, when he thinks he's being chased by someone. But anyway, I mean, this guy is. I mean, he's earmarked himself as my enemy now. So
1: right, so he is your enemy.
0: <laughs> he is now. Now that he thinks I'm a stalker, and, I, and then I was thinking, did he take footage of me on his phone as I walked by or something? <sighs> I don't know. Anyway, you're, you're for, forget you. I mean, and listen, if I was going to rob someone, it wouldn't be a middle-aged bald man who, like, you know, he he didn't look like, he lives in the estate I live in, which means he automatically probably doesn't have much money. So, you know, (laughs) there you go. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So what what have you been doing?
1: (laughs) I haven't been terrorizing anybody. Um, I I finished uh, Resident Evil 3. Uh Uh-huh. And? Uh, And it feels like an add-on to Resident Evil 2.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it didn't feel like a full game to me. It felt like it was a demo the whole time. Yeah, it did. And, it,
1: it, and I don't know if, like, I'm not sure if I was going to overthink this afterward, but I felt like in the first one, like, the, the zombies were better in how they sort of reacted. You know what I mean? I felt like there was more if you shot them in the legs, like, parts of their legs could come off and everything. And, like, not with a shotgun, like, with a knife, you could, you could like, cut them off and everything. Um, yeah. and I felt like there was a bit more reaction. At the, it seemed like there was less of that
0: going on. Um, yeah, it didn't it feel finished to me.
1: Yeah, it, I don't know. It just it didn't like it, if it. It felt like more of Resident Evil Two again, which I'm okay with, but not with a full kind of fledged game. With it, and I got because like, you know they've got that resistance thing they added onto it, right? Yeah, which is obviously they're doing that because they're going. This game doesn't feel like a full game anymore. Um. And the original one was was short, but I feel like even the original one felt like it had a bit more in it because I think this one seemed like they they really copy and pasted a lot of stuff from the second one, like the whole kind of sewer section and everything. You do mm. go at the same kind of entrance of the police station. You're in the police station as well for part of it, like the kind of hospital lab kind of stuff, which yeah, like, yeah. I, get, I get that, you know, those two events are meant to be happening at the same time. So that does kind of work. And it's quite cool that, you know, you see what happens to Marv and they went to see how he ends up like that in the, in the second one and stuff like that. But it, just, it didn't feel like a real game. But um, yeah. yeah, But I was playing
0: this. Go on. The, the word that I have in my head for this game was hollow. Just felt yeah, hollow.
1: Like, I, I enjoyed it. But, I mean, I've just thinking about it as a full game, I just feel like it wasn't one.
0: Yeah. I, I think for maybe a €25 Euro game, it was okay. But it's not yeah. a full price title.
1: Like, yeah, if, if they had given it as a as a, a download that you kind of, you get and you bring in, you know, a uh, paid for a DLC, that would have been absolutely fine. I got happily paid, i paid be 20, 30 quid for it and been like, look, yeah, no, that's fine. But when I was like 50 quid and they give mm. you resistance, which I, so I was like, look, I don't really want to play the kind of online thing which, you know, we need to group up with randomers and stuff like that. Um, I'm not really into it or whatever but look I'll plug it in and I'll just give it a go because I looked it up Before I played it and they said you can play like a practice mode It's like alright mm-hmm. fine I'll just give that a go cuz I bought it, I'll see what the story is So I go and it's like oh you have to download an update to use it and as and then it goes or if you don't want to use network Features you can just skip it. So It's like alright. I just want to try the, the trial or I don't want to play a proper game so I go on and I do it wait ages for it to do all these different like loading screens and everything and then I get to a point where it goes Oh no! Actually, this won't work. Uh, you need to use the network features just to even do the uh, uh, the training mode. So I was like, okay. No. So I closed That's it, so finished the upload, the, the download, went onto it again, opened it up again, watched loads of these like painful tutorials that were really slow, and then I was like, okay. So I went into start mode, and then I went to do the kind of practice mode, and you need to be online to do it, and my uh, online account had like expired, and I hadn't updated it. So I couldn't even <laughs> play the online version. I couldn't even play like the uh, the the practice solo version on my own for this game. You know what I mean? And I know it's just That's like horrible. Like, it's not. It's an online game. It's like, but I didn't buy the online game. I bought Resident Evil Three. You know, I bought yeah. something different. And they're like, oh well, here's this. You can play this as well. It's like, but only if you have a an online subscription fee and you want to play a multiplayer game. So like, I don't want to play that. I want to play the remake of the game that I played years ago, which was really good.
0: Yeah, you know? I don't like multi. I don't like online online games. I really don't. It just makes me too angry. When you're being okay. beaten by a, a computer, you're like, okay, fair enough. But when it's some guy or some girl, you're like, screw you. You know, you get you get angry. Like, <laughs> well,
1: apparently, like they they don't like psychological tests, and more people are okay losing to a person than they are a machine because they feel like not me. Yeah, well, not you. Clearly, well, you're always different for conventional psychology. But uh, like yeah. yourself. They say that, um, like, people go, they feel like it's fairer because they don't feel like it's just, like, a bot that, you know, happened to get a number right and, you know, get a headshot. Uh,
0: see, my thing is, a bot doesn't have, you know, it's not enjoying beating you, whereas a human is probably laughing at the other end, you know, mocking you. Which but it's makes a it game.
1: I mean, you probably do laugh out loud every time you beat anybody in a game. You know, whether it is Of course I,
0: Of course I do. But, like, that, you know, that's me. I'm talking about other people
1: ah uh, yes I forgot the main factor <laughs> of how your mind works
0: <laughs> no I think the one thing that threw it over the edge for me was playing like Pez um, online and like people just constantly quitting before the 90 minutes if they were living. yeah
1: that's quite annoying
0: it's and, and then sending you abusive messages for beating them <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah that's quite bad and I mean I've had people they wish death them. on me yeah yeah it's terrible
1: that's no, um, not good I like, no, that down
0: Absolutely, but I think um, yeah, I'm not that impressed at Resident Evil. I, I keep having the feeling in my head, when is this going to start? And I, and I'm in the hospital. Have I you mean, the
1: things
0: it, that. Then, no? no, no, I'm in the hospital. I, like Jill has just been given the serum by Carlos, who I like. Right, but um, yeah. I mean, I, I like I like the characters. I think they're cool. I
1: like playing the game. Like I think I think it's fun. Um, but it's mm. just like having played Resident Evil 2 so recently and really enjoying that. And then, you know, you don't get the fact that it's locked in different areas and stuff like that. And because it's like, it, it's it's still very linear, but because it's a bit more open and that you're not going around the kind of maze system of the police station, you know, um. you d- you don't get that kind of experience of, okay, well now I'm Claire and now I get this key that he didn't get. And it's a completely different kind of system. You know what I mean? Like, do you remember when you played Resident Evil 2 and you go to the Chief mm-hmm. Iron's office and there's all like the stuffed animals and everything? and yeah. you didn't see that at all the first time You're like okay this feels very
0: different mm-hmm. yeah and Now, 2 is uh, so so far superior to this it's not even worth mentioning
1: yeah it I, it just it, it didn't feel like the same kind of thing but uh, yeah and
0: the weird thing was i didn't remember any of the original i uh, you know i remembered a lot of resident evil 2 from the original but the th- 3 i didn't were you I like remember,
1: that i remember 3 a lot but i used to um I used to go and over to my mate's house, and we would rent Resident Evil Three, and yeah. and we would just play it again and again and again because we used to be so afraid of Nemesis when we were kids. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's just like it—it it was kind of cool. Like when I first kind of dealt with him and stuff, it was kind of cool that he moved really quick and the way he grabs you and like pulls you over, and you're like, "Oh shit!" You know, this is different. But then like, I threw a grenade at him, and he just fell down straight away. And I was just like, "Yeah, oh, this is not." And
0: not only not only that when Mr. X was chasing you like he chased you for ages and like you, had to, you know, it wasn't easy to get away from him and this like you, within 10 seconds you can be away from him and that's it
1: yeah he you know? didn't really seem to follow you as much from area to area um, no maybe it's because yeah. he was too like it's too quick and it would have been a bit too frustrating and everything like that but it just you know, it, I don't know I I enjoyed parts of it like I don't think it was bad I think it was enjoyable Um, mm-hmm. I, but it just it wasn't the same and also one other thing that really annoyed me um mm-hmm. is that when you go and you like play it again and stuff like that you get like the store which is actually really cool where mm-hmm. you get points for everything you do in the game and then you can buy stuff from it so if you like kill certain men of zombies with a handgun you get whatever and then a shotgun and then you know all the different weapons so that's a really nice way of doing it and you can unlock jill's outfit from the first resident evil it's like oh that's cool and i wanted to See how I, I could unlock her outfit from the first time I played Resident Evil 3. Just something to do to go, you know, you've got the, this is how I played the game originally. Let's see how, how that looks. Um, only a pre-order. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I hate. I hate that yeah. so much. Like, uh,
0: Capcom have done this before. Don't forget.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They They've been that kind of. Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't be surprised. The They're quite annoying. But you know what? I'm quite happy I got the physical one. Because I'm going to sell that back to a store as soon as they open up. Like.
0: Yeah, so am I. Yeah, yeah. Not, not pleased, not pleased. I, I went along with the nostalgia element, which I never do, so... Yeah.
1: yeah. But anyway, before yeah. we move on to our current game...
0: Yes? I want to talk to you
1: about some other gaming news. Did you see any of the PS5 reveal?
0: I saw a bit of it, and I was like, who cares about Spider-Man? Not me. Uh,
1: well, not you, but it was kind of one of the biggest-selling games on the PlayStation 4, <laughs> so...
0: Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs>
1: Um, but they they announced like over twenty-five games.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: Did you watch the first ten seconds of it, which is Spider-Man and close it?
0: No, I actually read a story. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't actually look at the trailers or anything. Right. Well, um, they
1: announced a couple of things. They announced Resident Evil Eight.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, I actually seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: They announced Demon Souls, which is what Dark Souls started off as uh, from PlayStation Three, remastered version Me- of that. Meh. Well, what do you mean?
0: Dark Souls is great, and apparently Demon's Souls is very good. It's okay. It's not great.
1: What? You're not liking Dark Souls?
0: It's okay. It's okay. I don't know where I am. It doesn't matter. It just the whole mechanics. It's okay. I wouldn't say it's a masterpiece. People say it is. But I disagree.
1: Um, I think it's very difficult to get into. I think there's a lot going on, and I don't think they tell you very much. But when you, which I mean, in a sense, it's kind of like a fault of the game. Because a lot of games, you don't need to have that information to enjoy it better. But uh, when you have that stuff, it is a very, very good game. I really
0: like it. Mm. Okay.
1: Um, yeah, but then, oh God, <laughs> uh, but
0: I'm then, just not sold on it. All right, it's good. I, I preferred Nio. I preferred Nio for sure.
1: Well, Nio kind of is, comes from this.
0: Uh, yeah, but I just think mean? it's a better game. These were, well, yeah, but I mean, these were the
1: starting blocks of it and it kept going. Also, I mean, have you, have you rung any, um, any of the bells in Dark Souls yet?
0: Why would I do that?
1: Because it's literally the first part of the storyline. <laughs> I don't think you've played more than 25 minutes of it.
0: i played hours of it. Hours. Um, I told you, I beat that headless tail guy.
2: And
1: I keep he
0: telling you. He wasn't a boss. He's and not then a in boy. the garden. Yeah, well, I beat a couple of bosses up to then. Listen, not every game's for me, so just accept it. In I think most games are for you. Six out of ten. And by the way, this game, Last of Us, this is again going to try your narrative out for me. So you'll have to just reshape the, you know, concrete stereotype you have of me in your brain what and recognize exactly? that, that this is in my top ten, twelve games.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's brilliant. Yeah, a game from uh, 2013.
0: Yeah, well, it was remastered more recently, so I'm going to go at that date. What date was that? <laughs> year <is> 2014. So? <laughs> What's it?
1: <laughs> I think so. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and I know it's supposed to be doing development. So <laughs> luckily, I have Wikipedia open. Um,
1: at the end of the uh, it came out at the end of the PlayStation 3's lifeline, lifetime. and then they brought it out pretty quickly for the remaster. and
0: well, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. So, yeah, so 2014 for the remaster. Oh, jeez, they only remastered it a year after. Yeah.
2: insane.
1: Because it's similar to what they're going to be doing with the second one, which has just been released. um, Well, it's going to be coming out in a few days. Um, And then the the PlayStation 5 is going to come out at the end of this year. So I imagine next year we'll probably get a PlayStation 5 version of it as well.
0: Yeah, and can I just, right off the bat, I'm going to say something that's going to be extremely controversial. Right, not really though. But did we need a part two?
1: Um, uh, I don't know, but I loved the first one, so maybe it will be quite good. I'm quite interested to see that, that world again. I love those characters. Um, and it's meant to be once again excellent. Like, I was looking at the list of like because I was l- looking at uh, the console kind of how they've done so far with the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox. And, like, on Metacritic, loads of the top-rated games, right, um, in PlayStation 4, they're PlayStation exclusives. Like, like like all, like loads of the really good games you get on Xbox, you can get on PlayStation, but not vice versa. They killed it with their um, exclusive titles this year. Or this yeah. generation. And I think they're going to do the same again. Uh, they, they kind of set PlayStation Studios, which is them working with loads of their... Um, um, they're kind of developers to make games which are just going to be for them because they, you know, everybody wanted to play Last of Us and Horizon Zero Dawn. And I know you didn't, but Spider Man did do very well. And Bloodborne is meant to be, you know, just, although I haven't played it, it's one of uh, most people's, not most people's, a lot of people's favorite game um, of that generation. And none of these are on yeah. it.
0: No, they did. I was actually an Xbox person last generation to my shame, um, not this current generation. Last generation, um, and I, I the one thing that pissed me off so much was that I loved to play uh, Japanese games and there was hardly any for the Xbox, yeah. and especially role playing games. So I was very happy to go to PS4 this uh, generation. Very pleased with it. Um, I think the launch titles weren't great, but um, you know, it's I've been really impressed. And really enjoyed it. So yeah, I had- I'm, I'm happy.
1: When I bought the, the the PlayStation Four, I remember I kind of similar thing to you. I had the 360. I kind of enjoyed it, but I, because the lack of like a lot of Japanese studio games and particularly particularly good JRPGs, I kind of just felt like I was like, oh, do, do I really play games that much anymore? You know, will I get it? And I was like, look, it was on really good offer. I think I got it for like two hundred fifty quid with two games. Um, mm. You know, when it was still pretty new. So I was like, look, I'll just go and I'll get it. And having got it, I, I played so many more games than I did on the Xbox because it's just a better console generation. It's got a oh, it better library. Um, and just Xbox, they the kind of, you know, they did really well because PlayStation fucked it, you know, frankly, with the PlayStation 3. Um, Language, Yusuf. Well, I'll take the explicit thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, people like, you know, so so people a lot of people went in and they got that because they're like, Okay, let's see what the story is. This looks powerful, it's Halo looks pretty good, it you know, it did, I did really well in the American market with like Madden kind of stuff, which is huge over there. Um and then Sony were mm-hmm. just like, We got this Blu-ray player and it's a hundred quid more expensive and people just didn't really care. Um mm-hmm. but anyway, sorry. So I went and I bought the PlayStation 4. I'm so happy I did. Uh, and I yeah. got two games with it. One was Divers, and the other one was Last of
0: Us Remastered. Ah, and brilliant.
1: I didn't want to like Last of Us Remastered because really? I had a completely bullshit opinion of it, right? So mm-hmm. I thought this came around the same time as those David Cage games with, uh, like, what's her name? Alan Page in it and stuff, right?
0: Ah, yeah. Well, yeah, there's lots to talk about that.
1: Yeah. So I thought that this was that kind of game where everyone was talking about the mocap being a really big deal and the acting being a really big deal. And it was also around the same time when they replaced um, David Hater uh, as Solid Snake. So I remember looking at this thinking, I don't like this. I don't like the way this is going because I feel like these games are moving away from being like, you know, brilliant games. And I feel like it's just somebody in a marketing department going, Hey, look, gamers are already playing our games let's expand that market you know what i mean it it, it felt mm-hmm. like getting a reality tv show uh celebrity onto like you know a big i don't know like a like you know like wrestling would sometimes do that they'd have somebody mm-hmm. from you know a reality tv or something come in and host uh, like a, a night of raw or something and you'd be like what well, you know why are they doing this and it's because they wanted to go and get the other crowd so I didn't like Last of Us before I ever played it and I could not have been more wrong. It was yeah. you know, completely me just, you know, deciding it from basically
0: the box art. Mm-hmm. No, I was. And I'd listen, Neil, I think there is a likeness there between yeah. Ellie and Ellen Page. Um, you know, so more than just a likeness, apparently they changed her a bit um after you know people were commenting on that a lot now then yeah. in, in the second one she doesn't look anything like her but you know in the first yeah. for sure and even the voice is of uh the lovely ashley johnson is very similar i think yeah yeah
1: but um in, yeah in is ashley johnson talking normally
0: kind of sounds like Alan page it does she does. It, it well, does she does yeah yeah but maybe they cast her because of that. i don't know <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you all about that because, mm-hmm. you know, I've done a lovely development. But listen, as I usually do, what are your memories of this uh, off the top of your head?
1: Uh, that was kind of it. My, my first memory was n- having the wrong opinion of it. Like mainly getting it because it was like one of the games that came with the deal I was getting. Like I wasn't buying it with the intention of this. I had to pick two games from a set from Argos. And that was one of them I picked because it was really highly rated, but I, like, I wasn't really into the idea of it. So that's kind of, that was kind of my first memory of it.
0: Um, and then the other thing would probably be Clickers. Yeah. And the, the, the sound of them, for me, it was more, yeah, for me, it was more so the, um, sorry, for me, it was more so the, the, obviously the interplay between Joel and Ellie was just unbelievable. You know, yeah. um, their relationship was just you know as it developed. I remember at the start, as you know, I'm cynical of most things. <laughs> I was, I, I you know, I was, you know, I was like, oh, I I don't think I'm gonna like this. Uh, and I, but I, I, I remember specifically as I was just so believable. You know, I and mean, yeah. it really could have been a movie. It was done so well. And the relationship developed so subtly over time. It was beautifully paced. And I remember at the period where you're actually playing as Ellie. And apparently, um, Neil Druckmann, they, didn't tell, they intentionally told reporters that you were not going to be able to play as Ellie. So it would be a, a surprise when, when you yeah. were able to. Yeah. But I remember when she's going through the snow with the bow and arrow. Yeah. And I remember playing that bit and thinking, this is definitely something special. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this, is, uh, this brings it to a level above your, your normal game.
1: And you know what's kind of weird is, and this is like great credit to the the development of the characters where Ellie, in a sense, stop updating things.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just locking my non-work PC, uh, oh, yeah. checking on Skype messages, nothing like that. Sorry, go on. Uh, um, And my... um, Like, yeah, so I remember
1: when you're playing at her, she's almost kind of stronger than Joel, actually, as a character, because she has the knife that doesn't break. So... Mm she can just like shiv them kind of continuously or shank them. um. But you're more afraid. It, it I don't know, it felt scarier when you're playing as her because of the idea that, you, you know, you're not Joel, this brutal man who's like, you know, as you've just seen, do horrible things. And like he survives in this horrible world for 20 years. And Ellie's a bit more innocent. And although she's actually plays kind of stronger it's it's still, I don't know, I felt more, I was like, oh, no, 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 I, she's on her own as well, and I don't like that. Yeah. You know, I, want, yeah. I feel scared for her um because of the fact that she, t- you know, like, Joel's kind of, we'll get into the story because it's brilliant. He yeah. Because of his twisted past, he's been hardened to this world and she hasn't, so I just felt more vulnerable for her doing it, which purely comes from the great characters development they did.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, Neil Druckmann said, uh, who was one of the directors, along with Bruce Straley. Neil Druckmann is a creative director and Bruce Strowley was the game director. He said that when he uh, was talking to Troy about auditioning for the part of, uh, sorry, Troy, Troy Baker, yeah. for auditioning for the part of uh, Joel, uh, what he said to him was that he's a man who's crossed very few moral, who has very few moral lines left to un, left to cross. You know, he's just, yeah. he's he's done whatever it's it's kind of taken. And I think that was really something that he enjoyed and he went with. Yeah. And, and like, you, can, you can see that.
1: Like, I love Troy. Like, I love... Um... Joel as a character. But mm-hmm. I don't know if he's a good character. I don't think he's a good guy.
0: No, he's not. And that's that's, that's the whole thing. And, uh, you know, we'll get into the story and especially the ending. You know, as a father, the things I understand with this game. Yeah. Um, absolutely understand. I understand the fact that certain instincts and uh, actions will override everything else in your head. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, becoming a father, if someone says to you, your life or your children's you you without even thinking you would say mine mm. you know and it's 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 you know you don't really, it's not something you can understand until you have kids yeah um because before you know you're kind of locked in this self-preservation mode you know like i don't want to die i don't want to. of course i don't want to die but if it came down to me or my kids it yeah. would uh i without without thinking I would say me and Neil Druckmann had uh, his first child during the making, but prior to this game, I believe, and that was, was so some of the kind of the idea that he wanted to get into it as well, you know. Because and he said that you know if if I had made Ellie Joel's daughter, he would have of course done everything for her, but the fact was that he wasn't, you know, and there was somewhere for the journey and the relationship to go, yeah, you know. Um, I but, yeah, say, we'll,
2: I saw them. Go say, on, sorry.
1: I saw them say that as well. What they were saying when they when his relationship starts with Ellie, it's also the player's relationship starting with Ellie, you know yeah, where it, you know it's not going to be this thing of like complete sacrifice to save her and stuff like that, you know, because you're just like, "I don't know what's going on. this world is horrific. you know, people are dying constantly around you, um, mm. and it's just, and you've just seen like you started with that in that you know horrible starting. um mm. so you know the fact that the, you watch their relationship grow makes it kind of feel like that whereas yeah exactly you say if you turn to it and it's joel and his daughter you understand they've got that link already but you probably don't feel it in that same way
0: yeah yeah and i I, I... go on sorry yeah because
1: because you know you see it develop as you do with with elliot in that kind of way so then you know you don't have to watch his relationship grow with his character the the character sarah for his daughter because it's always always there and you know that you know we understand that culturally but yeah when Mm -hmm. it's with somebody new we watch it develop and then you know we are like oh no i really care about her now as well
0: exactly and that's the thing that you you care about these characters by the end you know and you know ellie especially you know because you you realize the kind of hand that she. but the thing i love about ellie so much is just how much she is like a 14 year old girl her yeah. reactions, her words, her opinions, all those things it's so realistic to 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 what you know it is in real life that that's I think why she's so relatable um, yeah. but listen, we'll get into the development and like' cause this is all areas we can come back to and go sure. through in yeah. more detail but um yeah, so if you uh if you remember, I think it was Uncharted 2 and um, Naughty Dog had just finished up when they were thinking about another project. And then they split up and um, Naughty Dog into two development studios, yeah. one to work on the next Uncharted and one to work on this project. And uh, apparently they worked on The Last of Us for two years before anyone even knew about it. Right. But um, I saw uh, this, this is really good documentary on the making of this called Grounded and um, uh, the co-president Christoph Ballestra said, you know, it was really funny, the first line at the start of it, he was saying that, you know, they were talking about a new IP and he was like, a new IP is just just don't do it, you know. He's yeah. <laughs> just saying, you know, how much work it is and how much it could fail. And, you know, that was one of the things that, that uh, stuck in my head was the developers were saying that, you know, up until, right. he, said, he said, the world doesn't realize, like, you know, up until two weeks prior to release, it didn't feel fun to us. You know, and it was like two weeks of absolute like hell for us to try and make the game fun and, and make everything in a fun again, you know? Yeah. So I did just, I, I got such a, 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 you know, you always say you underestimate people's jobs and, you know, what they can do and blah, blah, blah. And yes. maybe I do, but this definitely opened my eyes to like the world of video game development, how hard it is, you know, and how 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 intelligent these people are and how hard they work and, you know, how invested they are personally into these projects, you know? yeah yeah and, and uh look as you were saying about
1: the, the ip that there's that risk as well of you know if you're doing something completely new and you're starting off it's like you before you get to have any idea of how things function you've to put so much work into it you know it's like it's not you don't open up unreal engine and click character you know and then yeah that, and then you you code them to do that it's like that's not how it works so and then, you know, how much work do you, if you're doing something like, well, it will do this. It's like, but we don't know what that will feel like until we make it do that, you know?
0: Yeah, and uh, I loved like the look of the Naughty Dog offices. Like you know, uh, people were saying that they love working there because it's not a corporate kind of studio, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I assume a lot of companies are now. You know, just oh, we got two other people working on this, working on that, and you're like, you know, it seemed like people really enjoyed working there, and there was genuine like you know relationships and love between them, and you know, yeah, uh, and and they were saying that you know. It crunch is that what they call it the yeah. push at the end yeah they were saying that that actually brings them closer
1: um close i friends and need people. to maybe put a bit of a notification here so there was a bit of a worry not a bit of a worry there was a leak that came out of last of us 2 the storyline leak that came out a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and it happened apparently because somebody had like a like if you had your normal connection to the Last of Us 1, the kind of online servers where people could do multiplayer online. Mm-hmm. Somebody was it, figured out that actually if they just changed some of that information to, like, Last of Us 2, they got access to the, the second game's uh, information and stuff like that. So they got access Ooh. to those files. So they actually got it through, um, I believe, through, like, PlayStation's, like, you know, uh, accessing those accounts. Um Actually, maybe it was by PC. I'm not sure. But anyway, sorry. So they were able to get that get access that way. But there was a lot of rumors for a long time that that story was leaked by disgruntled workers because apparently mm. crunch is a really big problem in Naughty Dog. Um, and in the film industry and stuff as well, like from, from my back, background with it, it is a big problem. Um, and I know that with mm. games industries, it's also it's a huge problem where just sometimes... They're doing something and they're like, okay, no, we, this event needs to come out or this thing got leaked or, you know, this bit of information came out and people don't like it. So we need to change this pretty quickly. Um, or just sometimes, yeah, we put so much time into this and this doesn't work, so we need to go and do it. And like sometimes you need to do that. And at the end of the day, this game is brilliant, you know, and I love that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I have a difficult relationship just thinking, oh, yeah, no, it's great. And Crunch kind of does that. Whereas sometimes these people are, you know, like, like if it's a junior artist and stuff like that, Yeah, yeah. huge amounts of money, they're working 20 hours a week and stuff like that. Sorry, 20 hours a week. They're working like 20 hour days and everything. And, you know, yeah, they do kind of maybe develop a thing because they're getting like takeaway food, but it's because they're not getting paid properly and they're working late nights. And, you know, sometimes when, when the crunch of one thing finishes, it rolls onto the crunch of the next thing. And whether that's, mm. okay, we're going to take you off this game and put you all on Uncharted now, or there's this, you know, E3 event, and we need to get this ready for that, so you need to go on that. And it just kind of rolls one into another pretty quickly. Um, mm. And it kind yeah. of you know, it just sometimes it's sort of just used to think of, like, oh, yeah, we got to hit this date and stuff like that. It's like, you just keep moving that goalpost, and these people, they get burnt out by doing it. And uh, they take advantage of a lot of young uh, people that way.
0: I'm sure they do. And actually, now that you say that, I'm sure, you know, this guy was on camera, so he was hardly going to say anything else. I, I obviously think crunch is completely wrong, you know, and yeah. I think there has to be a balance between corporate interests of companies and people's mental health, especially now more than ever, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think it's absolutely wrong. Um, and, and especially if you don't have like shares or vested interests in the project, you know, if you're just getting paid a base salary, yeah. you know, I, I disagree with it then, but if you're making like, you know, if, if the game's success is, 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 is you know, directly affecting your remuneration or, you know, something, yeah. you know, then, then, then it's, you know, it's not that it's okay, but you know, at least they're getting something back, but yeah, I, I think, um, you know, it's, 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 it's terrible. So, you know, yeah. and, but, um,
1: it seems to be the only way that it's actually a proper fair thing. Cause you're like, look, somebody put in, you know, 80, 90 hour weeks to get this thing done. But then, it, but then it was brilliant and it was brilliant, and then they get the success of that. but you know, right now it's just a thing of like you know, hey, you got to do this and work on this amazing game. wasn't that cool? And it's like, yeah, but you know it affected my mental health, it affected my outside relationships, it affected my physical health, you know yeah. and it's like and I st- and then you know sometimes they don't really pay overtime properly or they give them sort of days in lieu or sometimes if they're a certain level of contract worker and stuff like that they move into a game, like we're talking about Broken Sword last time. Mm-hmm. They work to that crunch. And then that just means their contract ends quicker. And then it's right. like... Right, yeah, okay. You know, yeah, they yeah. Hold their pay. They don't get like that stuff loaded up or whatever. So it's like, oh, whatever. Yeah. So, the thing is, this leak didn't happen because of a disgruntled worker, but it has been raised a lot about being a problem in Naughty Dog and also in other game studios. Um. So it's a difficult thing to get right. I just, it's just something that I think people need to be aware of because these games are great and it's bullshit when somebody spends so long working on these games and they release it and someone's like, don't like it, it's stupid, you know, and it's like, oh, did you play it? And I like, no, but that looks stupid. I'm not doing that. And some people were saying that about that. was laughing. like me. Are you actually, yeah, you're You're actually the main <laughs> example of
0: this.
1: Um, but yeah, just that you know, there these people do do a lot of hard work for it, and like we all know Neil Druckmann, he did a great job. He made it a fantastic game. It was his first directorial kind of debut in a the game. They did an excellent job with it. Um, maybe we don't know about you know an animator who spent a long time working on some things or some texturing a can on the side of the road who still had to work late and do that kind of stuff, you know.
0: Mm, yeah, we I don't know. know even Neil Druckmann just just Neil Druckmann but yeah obviously um you know coming from a, a year of, of not good health myself uh, your health is your baseline uh to mm. everything else in life if you don't have that you don't have anything else so you know um no money no recognition uh no incredible ip or incredible game or incredible movie is worth anything to you if your health isn't there so yeah obviously crunch uh you know you know, if you're doing crunch, if you're listening, you know, really think about it because you can't get your health back if it goes, you know, but anyway, listen, uh, about the last of us, uh, Neil Druckmann said that, um, when they had, they had an idea for the game originally, he was thinking they weren't even going to make it like an action game. They were going to try and focus more on just the humanity's struggle with, uh, this virus and right. um, he thought that that would be very rich you know you there was a lot you could do with that and how society and change which is very apt for the time we're in now yes. but um he thought that yeah it's an action game you know we need to put the clickers and you know the infected in so you know that won't work but um the inspiration came from uh the david attenborough planet earth series when they saw the co i think it's pronounced codiceps fungi yeah um yeah, I I remember seeing this years ago before the Last of Us, and I was so disgusted by it that okay. I, you know when the actual hairs in the back of your, your your neck stand up, that's the kind of how disgusted I was. If yeah. people don't know, it's the fungus that takes over the brain of an ant yeah. and forces it to bite down on a branch or a leaf or something, and then sprouts out of its out of its head.
1: Yeah, like this is like this isn't the game. This is a
0: real life uh
1: fungus that spreads spores, um and and does control an ant like it it does actually take physical control of its body and its actions
0: it's just i just imagining that is so crazy like you think is this fungi operating from like a people like from a place of intelligence or is it like you know just has these kind of markers on it that makes it hijack this thing it's just i mean and if this could happen to humans you know, it, I, uh, you know, last it would episode. be worse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we could talk about that for a long time. But apparently, Ico was also an inspiration for this. Neil Druckmann played that, and he thought the isolation in it, um, you know, paired with the natural beauty, was something that they would like to get in. Yeah. And this game, I, I, you know, there are periods of it where it is absolutely beautiful. Um, one memory of mine, I remember this was the first game that I ever took a screenshot on, you know, the the option on the pad, you have to take a screenshot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like I never use that ever. I don't know why they added it. Like, you know, but maybe people do, but anyway, you know, at the end where they're out and Ellie's like uh, looking at the giraffes.
1: Yes. Yeah. I knew you were going to say that.
0: Yeah. That was the, where I was like, Whoa, this is so beautiful that I want to come back and look at that again. You know?
1: Yeah. And I mean, these, like i generally am quite a fan of post-apocalyptic sort of landscapes and arts and everything because i do think it is just beautiful where you just see these you know futuristic kind of steel buildings and then just you know wrapped around it is this green just this color that's so much bigger and so much brighter than it that shouldn't really be there i just think that looks absolutely amazing
0: yeah. And apparently the, uh, in the development of it, there's not much natural or sorry, there's not much artificial light in this game at all, you know, because electricity isn't there anymore. So it's all like natural light that they have to work with. And apparently that was that was, you know, tough enough to do. Um I don't know anything about that. but I
1: heard him say something that was re- I thought was really interesting. they were saying that apparently in New York, it's like every day they need to like pump water out of like, the um, sewage system. They've got like these systems and working kind of mechanical ones. Um, and if they don't, I think after 48 hours, it will start to flood a bit. So they were saying that mm. in realistically, if there was something like that, a, a, a apocalyptic sy- system happened where people couldn't continue to do these things that keep things, you know, the way we see them, it would actually mm-hmm. really quickly, there'd be moisture everywhere. And that would allow these things to grow really quickly. So you would wow cracks in the ground you would see plants and roots kind of coming out through and stuff like that and you would see the foundation of buildings falling really really quickly so this is so we'll get into it but in the game it's it starts off with the um the the virus begins and then um it's 20 years uh into the future is kind of where you play a lot of the game but Mm -hmm. like nature would take back parts of these cities really really quickly
0: yeah And like, this is going to sound like terrible and um, listen to the way I'm saying it. I mean, the pandemic has been absolutely horrific and horrendous, you know, but like, you know, there are certain aspects of it that I have enjoyed. And like, one of them is kind of, you know, going like feeling like you're walking around an abandoned place at times, you know, the quiet, like hearing the birds sing and, you know, like just nature just seems to be so much more alive and stuff like that, you know. It's um, you know, it's kind of something that when as the things have been lifted, I've been kind of like, yeah, it's fantastic. I can't wait to go and see like you know my 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 in laws and stuff and like you know do normal things, but you know, there's an element of me that's like, oh, you know, it kind of felt like it was in a post post apocalyptic game at the same time. You know? Yeah, yeah,
1: I know what you mean. There is that. Um, yeah, I mean, just sometimes you see something that's different, and you know, there's there's an attraction to it as well, just because it stands out.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, so obviously the big thing in this game, obviously was the voice acting, which is just absolutely fantastic. Um, and yeah. probably the best I've, I've ever heard anyway. Yeah. Um, and yeah. the two, yeah. And the two main uh, people who were, the two main characters, as we know, are Ellie and Joel. Um, Ellie was voiced by um, Ashley Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to be confused with. James uh, Johnson, the president and uh Joel was uh, voiced by uh, Troy Troy Baker not to be confused with the president of arms tech Kenneth Baker <laughs> Jesus
2: Christ <laughs>
0: <laughs> both metal gear references there in case anyone notices but um yeah <laughs> they did an absolutely fantastic job and actually Ashley Johnson uh, has done a lot of voice work she actually voiced, do you remember Recess, that cartoon we used to watch? Yeah. Yeah, she voiced uh, your one Gretchen, you know, the nerdish girl with the pigtails.
1: Oh, wow. No way. I didn't realize that.
0: Yeah. I guess it <laughs> was. Well. She, she also um, voiced Peter Griffin in the Jumanji cartoon that we used to watch as well.
1: Peter Griffin in the Jumanji cartoon?
0: Yeah, the kid. Remember you used to watch the cartoon Jumanji?
1: And the character's name was Peter Griffin.
0: The kid isn't oh, not Peter Griffin. What's yeah, no, not Griffin, the kid Peter or something.
1: All right, Peter Griffin, family guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I was like, she voiced family guy, (laughs) she's really
0: good. That'd be impressive. Yeah. PTA Griffin. Yeah. Um, yeah, Peter, whatever his name is, Peter the Kid. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, so she's I, she's fantastic, and apparently she was the second or third candidate. They got in, and when Neil Druckmann heard her, he was like, That's Ellie.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah.
0: um, and you can see that. And apparently she actually added a lot of stuff to Ellie, like because there's a you know, there's a section in the game where she, they're kind of um Not hijacked, but set upon by this group. And uh, originally, Joel was just going to save her, and she she'd be like a damsel in distress. And Ashley kind of went to Neil, and she goes, "I don't think Ellie would just, you know, stand there. She'd like bite him or something, you know." And uh, which she does, you know. And and uh, like that kind of, you know, was was how um, Ashley kind of added to, to Ellie's character. And she, you know, she said that she does feel like her. And she goes, "You know, that's so cheesy, but like, you know, there's part of it that feels like she is Ellie." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Troy Baker was apparently, you know, this tall, blonde, pretty boy who Ashley Johnson said looked like he was straight out of Final Fantasy. But yeah. um, I, I got the impression that Neil Druckmann wasn't crazy about him at the start. Uh, you know, he said it took a while for us to decide, you know, that we go for him. I think but, uh, the problem is that he's like 20 years
1: younger than Joe.
0: Yeah, yeah. But he has a great voice and it does go yeah. great with this. Um, but he uh, apparently they when Ashley and um, Troy did a couple of the scenes together, their chemistry was so good that you know they they had to go with them. Um, and as you mentioned before, they use motion capture suits. I saw a short demo cap, and I didn't know what the hell that meant, so I had to go and look it up. Really? So you know, yeah, nerds like you in the game and you know VFX industry.
1: I've uh, um, I've donned a mocap suit when uh, in uh, college when I was doing a
0: kind of testing to see how it works. Um, ah. You know how you're going to talk about the time you did a documentary where you learned how to ride a bike at the age of 18?
1: I was 22 when I did the documentary. I, <laughs> Sorry,
0: 22, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh that's a true story. I didn't learn.
1: Um, you man, you're my brother. Did you learn how to ride a bike as a child? I did, yeah. Did our older brother learn to ride a bike as a child? <laughs> Probably. Ah, I think he did. That's odd, isn't it? Just me. I was the only one of us <laughs> who didn't Yeah, learn.
0: you you were inside doing maths equations. Absolutely not true. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway, um, yeah. Yeah, I did a, a mocap kind of thing. And the way it works okay. is, so just one thing is, m- this mocap that they use for this um, is only taking the body motions, right? So mm-hmm. it's not taking any of the facial uh, animations on it. So a lot of games mm-hmm. do that now, a lot of films do it, but for this one, that every like, facial thing you see is hand animated by an animator they did of course record the faces of the um people acting in it and they use it as really really good reference because sometimes you're like you know you get little details of the way you know maybe like a lip is trembling or something or you know um and like eyes might be looking in a certain direction so that's very difficult to get real so that reference is very helpful but it was all animated all of that is done by somebody like individually moving somebody's eyebrow up and down for you know 24 Mm -hmm. frames a second to make up the entire game so yeah
0: and apparently they actually changed some of uh, Ellie's facial movements to suit more Ashley Johnson and you know they thought that she did such a good job they apparently tweaked her face to look sorry to look a bit more like Ashley Johnson Ah, yeah but um yeah so of this, uh yeah, apparently uh, also I heard one of the developers saying that, you know, what they tried to do was that when they were, um, you know, when they were interacting with each other, these characters, they they said that if there was no sound, you should still be able to tell that they were talking to each other, you know, and I think you really can you know, the the way they're animated and they added little things in. Like, if you notice when Joel starts hanging out with Ellie, she looks physically nervous. She'll kind of hold her arm over her body. Yeah. Um, and even when she holds a gun, she holds it nervously. And then throughout the game, those, those, you know, she begins to trust Joel more. She's more comfortable. Her body's more, her body language is better and more open. But you just think about the level of details they went into it. Like, you know, it's yeah. just, it's, it's incredible. You know, you don't even think about it, yeah. but like obviously subconsciously you're taking it in. But I just thought that that was really, really good. um. yes, yeah, so this is, as you, as you mentioned there, Neil Druckmann's first ever time, like kind of directing a game. And I saw him that he was in there in the studio, like trying to, um, you know, direct it and, and, and give them, give I'm using the word direction again, give them mm-hmm. direction and how to act, you know, going through the script and, you know, he seemed to be really, really good at it. Yeah. Um, and looked to be really enjoyable just seeing them interact. Um, so yeah, I just have a couple of notes here. Yeah, there was a scene in this where oh by the way, we should say lots of spoilers in case people aren't <laughs> ready. Um <laughs> but where Oops. you know, where Joel's daughter Sarah dies. Yeah. And um they're uh, you know, Joe uh, apparently they did it loads and loads of times and Troy was just Troy Baker was just wrecked from it, emotionally drained like, you know, and he was saying, you know, I I you know please don't tell me you have to, to do this again and, and uh, Neil said yeah yeah just just one more time or whatever and apparently I really thought I, it was like hats off to Tri Baker you know because he he was saying that you know he wanted people to say wow well, what a great actor yeah you know and he was just giving this you know incredibly powerful performance and then you know after he just kept bringing it back it was kind of more low key you know um, I have that as a clip I don't know if we should save it for later or not what do you think
1: uh, we'll do it, maybe we'll do it later because yeah, think,
0: we'll do it later. As but,
1: section, because just across the board, like the audio acting of it is great. And I mean, there's I think I think I know I know bit. You're playing, you're gonna play, but there's like another bit where Ellie is talking about uh Sarah, so Joel's daughter who died, and yeah, you're seeing like the mocap footage of uh of Troy Baker in the suit, and he's mm-hmm. just like it feels like Ellie, you're on dangerously tin ice or something like that and yeah 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 like oh like just I get like emotional thinking about seeing that because I know I associate it with what their characters did in the game which was just unbelievable
0: yep and like putting that, that that clip in for me was very difficult as a father I didn't want to put it in because it's yeah, upsetting right. but um, look it was good okay so I don't have much less on the development so bear with me people so the music was done by uh, Gustavo Santolala. Santolalla yes, um, not, not, to, yeah, not to be confused with
1: oh I like that one actually <laughs> I'll
2: keep you that. <laughs>
0: Okay. Yeah. So he was Argentinian, as you say, and uh, he was saying that, you know, he had to flee Argentina that he was put in uh, jail many times just because he had long hair and played guitar and uh, that he kind of felt like his whole early life, he was on a run and his life was like a road movie. So he thought that, you know, bringing that to this game was, would, would go well. And it absolutely did, you know, and yeah. um, you can, you can tell, you know, just how understated the music is, how they use silence at, t- at times and just kind of one basic uh, instrument at a time. He said that he wanted to use instruments that he wasn't familiar with so that there could kind of be an innocence about it. Um, And he he ended up using stuff like PVC pipes and detuned guitars. And um, also how the the tension in the game should also come from the lack of sound at times. Yeah. Yeah. And you can you can really, really feel that in the game. But apparently Druckmann just told him the story and said, look, Go at it, you know. Do, you know, do what you feel is right. And he did an absolutely magnificent job. The the music is 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 suited to the game so well to the point where if you hear it, you feel like you're in the game. Yeah, yeah. Um. Um. So yeah, that was pretty much all I had. Um. On the development side, did you have anything you you looked up or? I think well, just
1: something that kind of crosses it is the the gameplay of it. So. It is kind of, it's got stealth elements in it. It is like an over the shoulder game where you play as Joel and Ellie. It's kind of a dual protagonist game, actually. The Ellie, like you're predominantly Joel, but the Ellie section is, it's significant enough really. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, the story is about those two people. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, you kind of you there's like crafting elements, there's stealth elements, there's gun uh, and like physical fighting elements. And it is so visceral, right? And it's so brutal that, you know, it, it's like, you know, kind of Mortal Kombat kind of has that, where there's that kind of vibration of the camera, that kind of shake when you do like a big hit. But when you play that, mm. it's kind of like, oh, oh, that looks painful. When you play it, yeah. I don't feel like that. I feel like, oh God, that looks painful. But I'm I, I get zero satisfaction out of it. You know what I mean? Because it's just... It's horrible. Yeah. yeah. You know, and they actually did this thing where, because you can, the way that you uh, fight with other uh, with characters is so dependent on the type of character they are, where they are, what weapon you're holding, and stuff like that. Like if they're near a wall, you can like knead them into the face into the wall. You can like yeah, after like the side of a door and stuff. And there's so yeah. much complex game design of getting the um, character you're hitting to be in that position at that time. So what they actually did is something that shouldn't really work is they snap one frame animation to the next of the position they are when they're being hit right Mm -hmm. put that in with the camera shaking so you actually don't realize it but when he's hitting them and if he's doing like a combo of like one two three punches they will go bam 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 and just like skip frames into that thing but it looks like it's just a really hard hit and there's impact and the shake of the camera just makes it seem like oh that's real um mm-hmm. actually, it, it's a thing that shouldn't really work and in some games they wouldn't put in but in this one it works so so yeah
0: well. um, and the sound of of, of uh, you know the gunshots and the, the bats and stuff it's so oh it, it is like and that's what i was one thing they wanted the say in development as well that like they didn't want to downplay the violence because you know this is a desperate world where people are desperate and you know it kind of brings out the worst part of 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 what, what being a human is hmm. um, and actually one thing that they, that they did say about the, the development that they wanted to do was that they wanted to display the fact that um,
1: life uh, finds a way.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> that is exactly what they said, that, you know, life will find a way. So anyway, <laughs> continue.
1: More, more Jurassic Park sandboards, please. please.
0: <laughs> yeah. You got it.
1: Yeah, so there's a couple of things about it. So you're fighting um, the normal enemies, human enemies. You fight different varieties of clickers um, and different varieties of infected. So, okay, I'm just going to go to the storyline just to explain it a little bit more. So the game starts with this. You play as Sarah at the very beginning and you wake up and you're on your own and you're looking for Joel, your dad, and you're walking Mm -hmm. around the house and you can't see him. He comes home. You have like a lovely little father-daughter moment on his birthday. Um, and then you fall asleep and you wake up and he's kind of freaking out. Um, and the thing is, um, there's somebody is like kind of trying to get into the house and it turns out this person is infected and you just have no idea what's going on. You get in the car with Joel's uh, brother, Tommy, who becomes a big part of the game. And then you're this whole time you're kind of playing as uh, Sarah and you're looking around. She gets hurt in, in the car crash because the city's all gone to shit. And then you're sending Joel and then you're carrying her and you're running away. And then eventually, as you kind of get away, you meet up with some military and they're talking to somebody, you know, high up who's making these orders. And then you hear them say that, you know, but there's a girl here that, you know, they're not infected. And he goes, okay. And he goes and he aims the gun and he's going to shoot. So Joel tries to run away. He gets shot. Tommy jumps in, saves them. But then it turns out Sarah was hit and she's dying. And I thought this is when I made a mistake in the game and I had run to the wrong area because I didn't realise, because I knew nothing about this game going in, didn't really pay that much attention to the box art and stuff, that the girl on the front is not the girl you're playing at the beginning of the game. Yeah, so Sarah does die. Yeah, I assumed that it was that it was a father-daughter game and you're there and you're surviving in this wasteland with your daughter, but it's not. So that just straight away was just like, wow, this is mad. And then it jumps to 20 years later where Joel is just like this brutal man who is surviving as like a smuggler. Um, And you don't really know that much that happened to him in in the time that passed. You just know he survived and he survived by being, you know, aggressive and tough. Um, And then he gets kind of, just to skip forward a couple of things, he gets told that he needs to bring Ellie to meet some fireflies. He gets no idea why. Uh, and on the process of doing so, he's doing this so can get like a trade of some weapons back that was that was traded off. Uh, he finds that Ellie was bitten a few days ago by one of the infected. And she, for some reason, hasn't changed. Everybody else changes much quicker after a couple of hours or like a day or so. She's been bitten weeks ago and she's fine. So they, they realize that they're bringing her because she might have um, the cure in her, they might be able to make a vaccine out of her, out of her mm-hmm. blood. So, and in the process of going, he was only supposed to bring her part of the way. he doesn't want to be there at all, but Tess, his partner, dies on the way, so he has to take her the rest of the way. Um, he then, you know, and the thing is, this game is broken up seasonally, so you play it through, like, winter, spring, summer. Um, so kind of the whole thing kind of takes across a, a year as you're traveling from one part of America to another. You're always looking for the fireflies first time you kind of get there they've been they've kind of been decimated another time you get there they're moving along the fireflies are like an underground illegal group who are trying to fight against this sort of society that's taken over um but they're also trying to find this cure so they're, they're not very easy to find um in doing so at one point joe gets like badly skewered with some glass in a horrible scene where he falls mm-hmm. off like a balcony and gets stabbed um, and then you like, and then that, that was another horrible scene where you're trying to walk as Joel and he's like he's falling down, and the screen gets darker and darker. And yeah. once again, I'm like, did I do something wrong? Is he going to die? Um, and then, like, Ellie managed to like drag him out, and then she's like tries to look after him. Then you play as Ellie in winter, and it's that lovely moment where it's like really white and really still, and you're using a bow and arrow to hunt um, a deer. And then you meet up with a guy who seems like a lovely man, but he's not. <laughs> he is a wronging, and he is a cannibal. Um, and then he he's like locks up Ellie and he's got to eat her. And there's some other weird undertones there as well. Yeah. Um, and then because she able to, was able to trade with them and get some um, antibiotics, she gives it to Joel. Joel recovers, comes back, and saves her. And there's a really horrible moment where she's just like smashing at him with like a cleaver. Um, she's smashing at the guy, David, who'd kidnapped her with a cleaver. Mm-hmm. Um, and Joel kind of just like comforts her and, and whatever looks after her. Joel brings her then later on. At this point, their relationship, it really has finally become the father-daughter relationship that, you know, that was, it was always kind of hinted at, but it wasn't really there because Joel didn't really care for her. He didn't want to be there in the first place he kind of lost everything and he, you know, he, because he'd lost Sarah before, he kind of stopped caring about everything and he didn't want to open himself up to that again. Then he mm-hmm. start, starts caring for her. And by this point she'd saved him and he'd saved her. They had kind of become father daughter. So they finally get their way to the fireflies and it's this thing where they're all humans and they've got a uh, doctor there. And the doctor's like, look, we can save her. We can We can get a vaccine from her, but we need to take a part of her brain away that's got it. And that's going to kill her. And Joel is like, no, um, I'm not doing that. And then there's like a scene where you break into the operation room before they do it. And you mm. have to shoot the doctors. Yeah, and It's that feeling of like, these people haven't done anything wrong. And it's that yeah. kind of thing of you do that and you're like, Joel is... I mean, there's a lot of things before it, but you really think about it. It's like, I do not want to do this. This person's not trying to attack me. They, like Everybody else you see just tries to attack you on instinct or there's like these monsters that are coming for you um and we have to shoot the doctors you have to carry her out and then there's that line at the end of it where they're playing where she's like what happened and he goes there's loads of kids like you actually there's no cure mm. we were wrong mm. so we're just gonna go back to where it's safe um and she's like promise me that's what happened and he looks at her and he as earnestly as he can says that he promises and he's lying. And you get the vibe, mm. he knows he's lying as well. Um, yeah. And they just go That's, off.
0: Yeah, what you're saying there about him, like, you know, shooting these innocent people, like, you know, because they're saying to him, this could save humanity as a race. Yeah. You know, taking this one life. And he is unwilling to do that. And I think that it's not only, I think it's beautiful the fact that it goes into his wounds in of his past. Yeah. And he makes a decision that, makes no sense really um, other than when it's seen through the filter of his past experience and his loss as Mm -hmm. a father you know i I think that kind of depth of of character writing is you you typically won't see it in a video game and even sometimes you won't even see it in a movie you know it's 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 um you know i think you know we've all we've all been affected by stuff that's happened to us in the past in the past and Mm. how it can make us to really like you know just for lack of a better word silly things you know but yeah it yeah. yeah, uh, definitely tops into that father thing you know because i mean if i if i was joel and it was happening to my daughter i probably do the same thing yeah 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 you know so I mean,
1: the thing is it's it is essentially like from a collective point of view selfish behavior but i don't mm-hmm. think a lot of people when they play that game they're like you know, it's just, they just kind of, I, I don't know, for, for me anyway, it's just like, I don't really want to make this decision. Although obviously there is a right decision and it's to save humanity. But mm. when you play as Joel and he has already lost everything and then he yeah. gets it back to an extent, you know, he gets his something that he kind of cares about again. Um, and cause I mean, it's just, he spends his entire, like he spent the last 20 years essentially mourning, not living a normal life. And now he's kind of got able to go back to that thing. Um, and he has to give it all up again. Um, mm. Or he has to give it up when it was taken from him the first time. And you're not, yeah. you know, like you're, you think, oh, he's a bad person. But I'm not thinking, oh, what a bastard he is. I'm like, oh, God, I, you know,
0: I don't want to even think about it. I, I remember playing this game and being at that point where, you, you know, you're in the operating room yeah. with the surgeons. And I'm ju- I just not doing anything. Yeah, me too. <laughs> just, just standing there for like a minute because I didn't want to kill them. Yeah. Um, you know, and it was like, do I have any other option that you don't because you're Joel, you're yeah. not you. You know, yeah. so yeah. that's the whole thing. You know, it's... Um, but yeah, I was like, I don't want to do this, but I have to. <laughs> you
1: know? was, um, another game that does something similar, uh, Melior Solid Tree Snake Eater. And mm. it's when you fight uh, boss and that's a bit where you need to kill her, and she's like lying in the flowers, and you've got the gun pointed, and the game will stay there until you press the button to shoot her. And yeah, gone yeah. Gone, but has nowhere near the same effect as this did. Uh, no, and I love those games, but this is just the, the storytelling was amazing, you know. It was just, mm-hmm. it just seemed the world was so much more real. And um, mm-hmm. it was just, I love those characters because all the way through it. Everything they're doing, they're just talking to each other. Little bits, you know. Um, some things about the world and stuff like that. And I love that she is, like, fascinated by things she's never seen. Because she doesn't really, Yeah, uh, She's never been out and everything like that. And he's kind of looking out for her a bit. But, you know, she's likable. And she's, like, like i remember heard there's a bit where uh, you meet up with Bill. And Bill's a guy who helps you get a car to get out of there. And uh, Bill, like, handcuffs her to, like, a pipe on the wall. Uh, from when she breaks it and she just like rips the pipe off the wall and starts beating him with it, mm. and I uh, was just like, "Oh, Ellie's a badass! Like she's really yeah. good character. Like I love that. That's her thing, you know." He's like, "Don't touch anything," and she's just like hitting him with it. Um, yeah, and it's just like, yeah, these these characters, they do these little things all the way throughout it, which makes you,
0: you know, you like them. Yeah, definitely. Like the two of the most memorable characters for me, anyway, and and in terms of affection and and memory, you know.
2: Mm.
1: they are doing a, um, a TV show of it do you know
0: no never knew that Yeah, Netflix HBO. Uh, oh HBO okay
1: yeah um, and have, did you watch Chernobyl
0: I watched the first episode wasn't mad on it right well you're
1: wrong it's an excellent show
0: <laughs> there's no wrong in opinions use if you told me that
1: your opinion though is wrong <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was okay oh it was it's okay.
1: great I mean it's weird I don't know if I'd say it's great because it's grim as shit but it's fantastic anyway the director of chernobyl is directing it
0: okay very good yeah and yeah. just one series is going to be the first game is it
1: i don't know i don't know what mm. they're really going to be doing with it I, I don't think they've cast anybody on it yet or anything um, oh, okay yeah and i guess you know what like like logan is a film i love and i think part of the reason is because it has those vibes i look at it straight away and i feel like you know he is that character he is that grumpy man who's had so much loss and so much pain and then he has to like look after this you know as daughter like figure who he doesn't really want anything to do at all to begin with but at the end they they're good people in that sense you know Of they need to they need to care for that person and it's just it has that great dynamic and once again last host much better way of doing it which is crazy because mm-hmm. like you know that's a huge hollywood film and hugh jackman's a great actor and. You know, loads of these other shows that do these similar things and Last of Us just does it better.
0: Yeah, well, you didn't have the problem of child actors in, in The Last of Us who were terrible in Logan.
1: Well, you're wrong there, but anyway.
0: I'm not wrong there. They're terrible. I, that was the only thing that ruined for me. The girl didn't, was brilliant. Really the others weren't good. Oh, they she okay. How we... People were putting her forward. No, they were putting her forward as this, you know, amazing actress. She was okay. She wasn't great. Come on. She's brilliant. She's like
1: 12, and she could speak two languages fluently.
0: So? Lots of kids can speak two languages fluently.
1: She was acting in them though.
0: I listen, six out of ten for her performance.
1: Wrong. Anyway, there, there was one thing they
0: had this little kid kidnapped who um
1: he was kind of like the leader of like the troop. Yeah, it was so annoying. But he, the weird thing is. I don't think he was a kid. I even think he was just a really short man because he was a really odd proportioned fella, and I couldn't kind of get over it.
0: Oh yeah. Well, be careful. You you don't know that. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: I don't know. Well, I mean, he looked. He didn't look like a child anyway.
0: <laughs> Donald Trump warning. Uses turning into Donald Trump. <laughs> what? It, it was. Anyway. It was. It wasn't really a kid.
2: All <laughs> oh, right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. By uh, speaking of height in Donald Trump I heard this thing recently where um, you know Justin Trudeau the Canadian uh, Prime Minister yeah so apparently he's like six foot two and there's like all these photos of Trump and he's like significantly taller than Trump Trump has been like lying about his height for years.
0: <laughs> this is what makes him one more thing more like a you know a WWE wrestler <laughs> yeah But
1: well, it's just like, well like you know how many of you have to deal with a 70 year old who's saying actually I'm six foot four it's like you're not you're maybe five eleven, like because brilliant. <laughs> there's lots of photos of you standing next to people who are towering over you. It's
0: uh, the same thing as Arnie. Arnie was like Arnie's not that tall, but like you know historically it was like yeah six foot two. Then you know it slowly went down over time.
1: Oh really? Is he not? How tall is he?
0: Is he not very no, tall? No, I, I don't even think he's six foot.
1: No really, maybe now if he's shrunk because he is one of his seventies.
0: Well, let's see. <laughs> right, on. Keep then. talking. <laughs> Oh, I forgot I have the soundboard linked to my hockey, so that won't work. Anyway, go on. Yeah, um, so... It doesn't matter.
1: Uh, anyway, so yeah, um, so the reason I, I, I went for the story first is because in the gameplay, you fight these different levels of infected. You fight normal people, you fight infected who are just kind of savage, and there's just... The the, the tone is weird, because sometimes they're just they're just kind of sobbing and cowering because they've kind of lost their mind a bit. Um, and then there's the clickers that go uh, blind, and then they make the clicking sound like bats to kind of create sonar, and that's how they find you. And they're a one hit kill, so you're stealthing through there. That's really scary. Um, mm-hmm. And then you know, you even when you kill them stealthily, a lot of time you like sneak up right behind them and you grab them, and it's like, no, don't do that. <laughs> they're <laughs> invincible. Like, um, yeah, you fight some like bigger ones who are kind of covered in armor as they turn into the kind of the, the the fungus which is overtaking them and the thing is like the fungus overtakes them and splits across their face and everything and that's why they go blind and then eventually they kind of just they die and the fungus like clinks like the walls and the floors and grows again and this puts out more spores um so it was a really good kind of development of this fungus that set the characters and how they look and how they move and everything um and they fight in very different ways also they did a really good thing of they do a couple of um Kind of set scenes in the game as you go through it. Like there's one point where Joel gets like pulled upside down in a trap and he's hanging from the ceiling, and you have to shoot yeah. the zombies that are running at you while Ellie's trying to free you. And it's so scary because you can't move.
0: Um There's a couple. I love that. Yeah, you got like that. Was rifle. one gone. On that was one scene that I remember especially you know, when you're pushing the car through the neighbourhood and yeah, like all the infected yeah. are coming at you from all over that was really memorable as well but uh, Arnie's 6 foot 2 according to official records I don't believe it but anyway right want,
1: what's the point then if you don't believe it why are you looking it up I'll only but agree with you
0: I've seen him in movies he doesn't look that tall compared to other people like The Last Action Hero he's not much taller than that kid
1: <laughs> you don't know how tall the kid is
0: he's a kid he's not 6 foot 2 kids gonna be tall He's like, he's a kid kid.
1: You were about 6'1 and about 16.
0: I wasn't. I I probably was, actually. Yeah, you were. I was a giant child. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, go on. Anything else for us on (laughs) Gameplay? You were a
1: huge child.
0: I was a huge child. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, I remember we we're about, and um, we were like co- we were playing with our cousins, and we were like little kids, and we'd have like pillow fights <laughs> with each other. And uh, you would just like swing and hit somebody with a pillow, and it would be like sending them across <laughs> the room.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I was a quick early developer, yeah. size wise, not not brain wise. That no. took a long time.
1: Um, uh, but that's kind of it with the, with the gameplay. It just had some nice things with uh, the crafting is really nice. The Whole, like they, they, they did this thing really well of the way they laid out like drops that you find were really well so you'd have a big fight and you would like you know you lose all, use all your ammo and everything and maybe all your health and then the game you would be like okay sh- i need something and you'd keep going for long what seemed like long sections where you wouldn't find anything and they wouldn't have any enemies there but you would spend so long being what if there's an enemy around that corner and that just worked really well so it was a really tense game it really balanced itself very well with the the combat. Got a bit of a criticism, like, basically, sorry, from the ratings across the board. This is, like, the high 90s, 10 out of 10 with everybody. Some people did kind of criticize it for being, um, for being, the combat being a bit bad. But, I mean, I loved the combat. I thought it was really fun. I thought it was really visceral. Um, I,
0: I thought it did get a bit samey after a while, to be honest, myself.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, yeah. you're not the only person who taught that.
0: Um, yeah, but winner, winner of over 240 Game of the Year awards. So, you know, that yeah. says enough.
1: But well, I mean, like, the remaster is like the top game on PlayStation 4. One the top games PlayStation 4. And the original is one of the top on PlayStation 3. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's competing with a huge catalog of games, you know, so it's done a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah. agreed.
2: Um, I think that's
1: kind of it for the story and the gameplay. Um, it's really good. the The cap does such a good job of working, of creating it that that feel. Um, the characters are so likable, and there's a load of bits there I didn't kind of go into in the storyline. There's a, there's a lot more to it. Like you meet across the two brothers who have their own sad story. Um, Bill with the car as well. It's stuff with Tess. It's it's great. It's a really really good game. Uh, if you haven't played it. I highly recommend it. It is not dated at all. Um, I actually played it there a little while ago. Um, and actually, I noticed something when I've watched a lot of people do like their first kind of looks at this and, uh, and their opinions of it the first time. The first time you play the game, when Sarah gets out of the bed and it's the sequence, everybody I've seen play it, they don't move for like, the first 30 seconds because they don't realize it's gone from the sequence to a playable game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the little kind of beautiful things, you know, just to add to the list of beautiful things in this game. And, uh, you know, if you, before we move on to something else, uh, there's a little part in this game. Do you remember the, I think it's, is it Ish the name of the guy? Ish? Yeah. Where there's some guy who like went out to sea or something uh, to try and survive. And then he ran out of, uh, stuff so, uh, like uh you know stuff to let him survive survival stuff oh my language is terrible today sorry um, and then he went into the sewers and set up his little community and you don't see him at all but all you do is read about him uh through notes that he's left and you can see that he's wondering should oh, he let people in yes yeah. Yeah. yeah and then he lets people in and he's thinking should i let them survive and stuff like that you know it's just such uh incredibly like you know grim but also in depth and like you know this this you know, the questioning, you know, the question that he has about himself and stuff, you know, it's just such a deep story to put in there with someone you don't even
1: meet. Yeah. You yeah. know, I know what you mean. Yeah. You just see like the, the way some people are developing and that kind of thing, and which was the kind of idea of what they wanted to do with this is how do people react in this? And, you know, quickly enough, if, as far as this game is concerned, people kind of turn on each other and, uh, Joel, uh, Joel doesn't turn on people, but he does some horrible things to survive. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just like a couple of scenes where you know somebody like attacks you and they're trying to like push your face into like a shard of glass, and you like you know you, like mash square to then overpower them, and then you smash them into, it. and it's like, oh god, this, yeah like, you know, this is very graphic.
0: Yeah, I, I yeah, it's, it's it was a little bit too much for me at times, to be honest. But um, I guess that's what humans are capable of. So. You know? Well, it's not
1: gratuitous, it's violence, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not sitting there thinking, this is
0: great, you know?
1: Yeah. Like, I'm you not, know. Joel isn't my hero.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, he's certainly not mine either. <laughs> but um, at the same time, there is an affection for him. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I was going to move on to music before I did this voice clips, because I think the voice clips are just fantastic um, and tell us a lot about the story. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to say before that?
1: Uh, I think that's kind of
0: everything. My yeah. okay okay so as i said uh, the music is by uh, gustavo santo lala um, again not to be confused with but um i have a couple of songs here the first one i have is the last of us um and i you know you can you really will get the atmosphere the feel of the atmosphere for the game as you listen so this one is the last of us absolutely love that and yeah. if you heard there the footsteps yeah i th- just thought that was you know it, it's such a cool thing to add into a song but i think you know even just the, the it kind of sounds off key yeah at times you know it, it really adds to it um this next one i have is called forgotten memories i just like the sound of it it's weirdly like ambient and in, 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 i i don't really have words to describe but i'm gonna play it now Like it's just one instrument, you know. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it, it says a lot. And um, the next one is called "The Hunters." I really love this one. It's basically just drums, um, but there's something so primal about drums, you know. Um, and I think how primal humans have become after this, um, you know, in, in this game, it, it says a lot. So I think it goes very well with itself. So this is "The Hunters."
1: It's just it it's so much but the feel that the that these soundtracks create mm-hmm. um okay,
0: so this is the choice. can hear that you know that's just one guitar you know or one bass yeah you and know it, uh but go on sorry
1: it just, it just works so well with the when it's in the game and with the way that it's you know the camera is like directed and stuff like that the way the characters move and because all this stuff happened real you know um it just it just fits it so well with the narrative like all these little bits i'll add together to make the one full piece that is brilliant yeah
0: and it's so isolating, you know, that one, like, he's wait, he's not moving on to the next note quickly, you know, it it he's holding a note, you yeah. know, and it, it kind of, it does make you, it just so fits the game so well. Okay, so only have two more songs left. This one is All Gone, No Escape. Again for me there, it's like how minimalistic it is. You know, there's not drums, there's not percussion. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just you know, uh, really lovely. Okay, so this last one is the path, a new beginning. Mm-hmm.
1: like that that one and the first one they're kind of the ones where if you think about soundtrack you remember like oh yeah that you think of them but then all the other ones when you hear them again you're like oh yeah actually i remember this and i kind of remember the feel of the game at the time when that happened you know
0: Mm -hmm. same okay so i'm gonna play some of the clips from the voice acting in this game which we said is probably one of the, the standout points of the game yeah. some of them are long obviously because they you know you have to get the whole scene to understand them and um, as i said the first one is sarah's death so prepare yourselves you know get a handkerchief or whatever you're crying to bad, um, as i said this is hard for me to put in as a father but anyway here we go <laughs> <laughs>
2: Please don't. Oh no, Sarah. Move your hands, babe. I know, baby. I know. Listen to me. I know this hurts. You're going to be okay, baby. Stay with me. I'm going to pick you up. I know, baby. I know it hurts. Come on, baby. Please. I know, baby. I know. Sarah. Baby. Don't do this to me, baby. Don't do this to me, baby. Come on. Come on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, everybody, <laughs> you're feeling good. <laughs> Actually, the the girl who uh, played Sarah there is uh, Hannah Hayes, and she said that when she was doing that part, she was thinking about it. She was very close with her granddad who died when she was eight. So, you know, yeah. there's definitely real emotions channeling this. But moving on to the next one quickly. Um, the next one is where Joel meets Ellie. And I'm not going to play this whole thing. I just want to play it to a point where... Um, they're talking over each other and i just think that that was really really well done so this is where joel meets alice for the first time whoa, whoa, whoa. come on now you don't
3: have the fuck away from me hey, hey, hey. let her go
2: well, you're recruiting kind of young aren't
3: you she's not one of mine oh shit. what happened don't worry this is fixable i got his help We're not smuggling shit until I see them. You'll follow me. You can verify the weapons. I can get patched up. But she's not crossing to that part of town. I want Joel to watch over her. Well, I don't whoa, think shit, that's the best Ellie. With... Him?
0: I just really like that, you know? Mm. Me, Joel and Ellie are talking at the same time, you know? And, and yeah. it's done so well, you know? It is just like a movie. Um okay so this is it's like one like you generally
1: you wouldn't do like you would avoid that you'd avoid the mixture of sound or the confusion and stuff like that or what might be annoying or whatever but it, it doesn't come across like that it comes across like real life you
0: know yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um so this is one. Uh, this is the, one of the funniest scenes I think between Joel and Ellie. They're uh, driving in a car, yeah.
2: um,
0: and Ellie finds a, 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 a risque magazine in the back of the car. But it's just very funny their interaction. So and uh, again, this is a, scene, is a scene for me where Ellie perfectly fits a fourteen-year-old girl, yeah. uh, especially at the end where she throws a magazine out and she's like. So long, dude. Yeah, yeah. I've <laughs> yeah.
3: uh, uh, like... Oh man!
0: Hey, what happened to sleeping?
3: <sighs> okay, I know it doesn't look like it, but this here is not a bad read. Only one problem, right there, to be continued. <sighs> I hate cliffhangers.
1: Where did you get that?
3: Uh, back at Bill's. I mean, all this stuff was just lying there.
2: What else did you get?
3: Well... Here, this make you all nostalgic?
2: You know, that is actually before my time. <laughs> that is a
3: though. Oh, man. Well, better than nothing. Oh, I'm sure your friend will be missing this tonight. Mm-hmm. Light on the reading, but it's got some interesting photos. Now, now
2: Ellie, that ain't for kids.
3: Whoa! How how the hell would he even walk around with that thing? Get rid of that. Hold, hold just... your horses. I wanna see what all the fuss is about. Oh. Why are these all stuck together? Um <laughs> I'm just fucking with you.
0: Bye-bye, dude!
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's also like the first, not the first, but it's one of those times where they do seem to have that kind of parental thing, you know, like yeah. on for his music taste and stuff like that. And, yeah. like, you know, he's like uncomfortable. He's like, uh, are you, you know, that's not for you. You know, he doesn't want to get into the thing. And um his southern accent sounds like Hank Hill
2: there.
0: <laughs> and I love the way she's uh, trying to wind him up. You know, it's just very, very Ellie, you know, yeah, you know. And um, okay, and this is the last one I have, which I'm sure was what you were alluding, alluding to earlier, Yusuf. You'll know this one. Um, incredibly powerful emotional performance. So,
3: Is this really all they had to worry about? Boys? Movies? Deciding which shirt goes with which skirt? It's bizarre.
1: Get up. We're leaving
3: and if I say no
1: do you even realize what your life means
3: huh running off like that putting yourself at risk it's pretty
1: goddamn stupid
3: well I guess we're both disappointed with each other then
1: what do you want
2: from me
3: admit that you wanted to get rid of me the whole time
2: Tommy knows this area oh, better fuck than- that-
3: you are treading on some mighty thin ice here. I'm sorry about your daughter, Joel, but I have lost people, too.
2: You have no idea what loss is.
3: Everyone I have cared for has either died or left me. Everyone fucking except for you. So don't tell me that I would be safer with someone else because the truth is I would just be more scared.
2: sure as hell ain't your dad and we are
1: going our separate ways no <laughs> it's just the best like the yeah the best <laughs> acting, like i've ever come across in the game
0: and that I, says I, it it's just the best <laughs>
1: i struggle to think of films that have better like dynamic like that now maybe this has an advantage of you, you're playing with them for such a long time, but then yeah, you know, there's not many films I'd want to watch the back and
0: forth across for a couple of hours, you know, for, you know, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, whatever. exactly, exactly. So that is, um, you know, absolutely incredible performances by Troy Baker and uh, Ashley Johnson. Um, yeah. So, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Um, yeah, so anything else before we move on to the big quiz
1: there's one thing I want to add, and it's that... Um, so when you're walking around in the stealth kind of sections, and you need to be quiet, um, you have a torch, right? And the torch, sometimes it's an old torch, and the batteries go a bit you know, low. And you need to shake your controller for the torch to yeah, work.
0: Yeah, I remember that.
1: I'm actually, to this day, not sure, because it makes a rattle sound when you do it, if the clickers can respond and hear that, but I'm still too afraid to shake <laughs> <laughs> when they're nearby. I'll just wait. I'll <laughs> just wait it out until they're further away. And,
0: and I'm just like, I'm not yeah. Honest. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, those games where it's like, you know, oh, l- lower the brightness on the screen till the thing is almost invisible. I remember my mate and he's like
0: no (laughs) (laughs) i'm exactly the same i put it up as (laughs) high as i can
1: absolutely not there's more things to hide out and scare me
0: (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to be scared yeah absolutely um i that's i think it's great when a game can leave an impact like that on you you know yeah yeah. (laughs) it's it is an art form even though people don't see it as that people think you know games are nerdish but they're an art form so get used to it and okay so time for the quiz you ready this week
1: yeah i am confident knowing nothing about it so far (laughs) okay test your might
0: what is that chinging noise (laughs)
1: Kinging noise. (laughs)
0: That's what he said. (laughs) Okay, you suck. I got you these questions three, and you know I was feeling extremely generous this week, so I figured that I would give you multiple choice.
1: All right, all right, let's go.
0: Okay, so question numero uno: Uh, Naughty dog were originally going to put in a chase scene with which infected animal? Is it a a rhino, b an elephant, c A
1: shark. Rhino.
0: You suck at quizzes. You
1: never get them right. It's an elephant. I mean, that's very uncharted, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) there you go. Well, I guess they didn't put it in. I think that
0: would stand out horribly. Mm, True. Um, I guess it would be a kind of weird dynamic because you're never really running away from anything in it. Are you? In that kind of, you know, something behind you. Crash Bandicoot-esque way. Not in that same way, no.
1: Uh,
0: okay, so question number two. They originally wanted another song to play in the car with Ellie and Joel, but they couldn't afford the rights. Was it, what song was it? Was it A, Helter Skelter by the Beatles, B, Ring of Fire by Johnny Cash, or C, Light My Fire by the Doors? Johnny Cash.
2: Yay! Yes.
1: Hey,
0: good work. That
1: was a guess. Okay. The gas yeah.
0: would work, it would fit, yeah, true. Um, okay, question number three: In um, there's a picture in uh, Joel's house of uh, him and Ellie, in it, Sarah is wearing a football jersey of which uh, country is it A. Argentina, B Brazil, or C Spain?
1: Oh, I think
2: it's Argentina, yes, yep, and this man's not alive.
1: <laughs> you waited too long to find that you ruined it
0: <laughs> I forgot what button I had at hockey too. I'm going to edit um, it so it's even longer <laughs> <laughs> well apparently that was a nod to our boy uh, Gustavo
1: oh right I didn't even think about that uh, very good yeah.
0: okay so you know what time it is now bonus
1: you'll receive a nice bonus when the work is done
0: okay <laughs> where's that from <laughs> I actually... uh Fallout, I think. Oh, you were complaining about my Nikolai uh, clip being too long.
1: Yeah, 45
0: uh, seconds. Did he say that in the game, in the remake? In...
1: Oh, no, no, no.
0: No? It must no, just be the original. No. Far more quiet. Okay. I think so. All right. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, the bonus question. Troy Baker's voice, the main character... Oh, no, Troy... Troy Baker voices the main character in which one of your favorite RPGs, Yusuf?
1: Is it multiple choice?
0: No. Oh, it's too easy. You can name the character or the game.
1: Oh, man. I have absolutely no idea. All right, let me hang on. The
0: main character.
1: Was there a a hint in it? In something you said earlier on when you talking about Troy Baker?
0: Mm. No, I, I can't just confirm or deny, but I have to tell you, my finger is hovering over the key, which makes the wrong sound. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> come back. <laughs> <sighs> dick, duck, dick duck,
1: one of my favorite ones.
0: I don't know. I'd say it's your top five RPGs. Really? Okay. Yep. Definitely your top ten.
1: We oh, didn't do Fantasy 10.
0: Is that your guess?
1: Yeah. Oh. Do you want another guess? Go on. Who is it? I don't know. It's Yuri Lowell. Oh, from Tales of Vesperia. Oh, yeah. that was a very yeah. good game. I don't know if I put that yeah. in my top 10. You love that game. I did, but I love a lot of Tales games. They are brilliant.
0: Mm, well that was the best one i think i
1: think mean, the problem is they're all equally great so i kind of yeah you know i sort of put them into one group together
0: yeah uh, well you failed anyway because you failed the bonus question i got
2: two so. out of
1: four 50 that's a pass
0: no because you remember if you failed the bonus question you failed the whole quiz why am i doing the quiz then yeah <laughs> uh, just for fun <laughs> so people can follow along and see how stupid you are <laughs> sound fun <laughs> Uh, not to you. Um, yeah, so I've really enjoyed uh, doing this game. Um, and again, it, it crushes your narrative that I don't like modern games. So, yeah, again, this game. Seven years
1: ago. Yus- started two Yus- generations Yus- ago.
0: <laughs> it's on the most recent platform, PS4. So, Yusuf, you're wrong. <gasps> um, yeah, so uh, I don't know. Do we have any questions in this week, Yusuf? Any emails, comments, questions?
1: Well, I haven't checked the email thing, but I believe we do because I had someone email me, ask me to confirm what the email address was. So if you didn't check it and this is not going on the right way.
0: I did. Let me tell you who it's from. It's from one Brenda. Hello, Brenda. Thank you for writing us in. Yeah. And our question is the the subject of the email is Tom Hanks. Oh, very good. And the question is, how can you not love Tom Hanks? (laughs) brenda i have to remind you this isn't a why doesn't newman love hollywood actors podcast but a gaming one so it would be nice if you sent in a question relating to gaming
1: i think Um, that was a great question brenda and i would like to ask newman how can he not love
0: don't like him he annoys me have you seen him in that movie money pit the, the scene where the thing falls to the ground and he's laughing like a lunatic. No. Not, not funny, not believable. And I'll tell you something else that annoyed me about him. Uh, apparently, he let it slip that there was a new Toy Story out before like um, Disney officially announced it. So you what are you blaming about you for? That? No, he let me finish. But you heard about that, didn't you? I didn't. Well, yeah. And apparently, Disney were annoyed about it. And uh, he, he came out and he was like, well, what are you going to do? I voice Woody, so, you know. I think that's probably taking a bit of a joke about it. Well, yes. you're not indisposable, you're not undis- indisposable, whatever well, the word you is. you know, you may not like
1: about Tom Hanks, I believe Tom Hanks slapped one of Omer's friends in the face when he was a little kid. What? No. let me explain. That makes it sound much worse than it was. First off, sorry, just thank you very much for the question, Brenda. We do appreciate it. Yeah. If anybody else has any questions, please get in contact at press the action button pod at gmail.com. You have to insert the pod. It seems weird that it's there,
0: but it is there. Well, it's there because press the action button dot at gmail.com was taken, whoever that yeah. asshole was. Yeah, that's annoying. But anyway, yeah, um,
1: yeah so uh, he was in a restaurant. He was doing a film or something, I think down in Cork. And he was, um, so he was like sitting at, at a restaurant having dinner and uh, the kid ran, ran over to ask him for an autograph. And as he was running over, Tom Tom Hanks put out his hand to like call the waiter. Uh, and he didn't <laughs> run into Tom Hanks' hand. Uh yeah, Tom Tom Hanks slapped me in the face.
0: <laughs> That's like uh, that uh, your man uh from The Simpsons uh in, in Millhouse's tree, um uh, in Millhouse's treehouse where you wax him in the face with the mic. Oh sorry, kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but look, actually, now that you mention it, uh, another famous story, my friend Damien was uh, told by Jackie Chan to fuck off. <laughs> really? Yeah, because he was walking around uh, um, Temple Bar with his crew, Jackie Chan was. Right. And uh, Damien kept following around uh, in this Damien's voice going, oh, Jackie, 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 uh, Jackie, Jackie. And um, he, uh, he he personally told him to fuck off. Not one of his entourage. Here. I'm a
1: completely on uh, Jackie Chan's side here.
0: Yeah, I I, w- I would be too, but I'm not on Tom Hanks' side, and never will be. So Tom, I'm sorry. Tried to like you. I did. I watched all your movies. Just you haven't watched all the films because when we were talking, well, about great films. I watched just- a lot of them. I watched <laughs> Sully. I watched Castaway. I watched Money Pit. I watched Toy Story. I watched lots. Oh,
1: from this century you know?
0: no it doesn't matter he doesn't do movies Sully Sully's recent
1: Sully is recent that's true yeah
0: exactly I anyway, anyway. Best. anyway.
1: Uh, yeah. thank you very much uh, for yep. uh, for questions and please do send them in if you could also uh, uh, like on whatever you're listening on ideally Apple Podcasts because mm-hmm. the others don't really seem to matter in the same kind of way from what I can tell but please do anyway um, it does make a difference it makes it more visible, and um, uh, which allows other people to listen to.
0: Yep, rate us please, and uh, any questions and comments very welcome. Apart from Tom Hanks' questions and criticism, is also not allowed. If you have any
1: other questions about how Newman is the way he is, that would also be great. Uh, we can we can put that, fit that
0: into one podcast.
1: No, we won't.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, well, that's it okay. for
1: me. Unless you've got anything else to finish
0: no that's it just want to thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next week
1: okay thank you and goodbye
0: bye